Hola, mi gente. My name is Jessica Yanez, and I want you to join me for some wine and chisme. The Wine and Chisme podcast was created to amplify voices across communities of color, all while drinking a glass of wine. From wine talk, interviews, and recaps of all things pop culture, join me every Wednesday for the chisme. Please make sure to check out the Wine and Chisme podcast and other amazing podcasts as part of the Latina Podcasters Network. Yeah, 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 this Cassidy the Hustler, and I got my boy Figs with me, I got my manly Ruck with me. And I got my man Dayla with me. We in the building, man. This the Hip Hop Advocates show, man. You know how we give it up, man. Stay tuned. It's about to go down. Let's what? get it. Boom. <laughs> that was beautiful. Yo, tonight we are, we, are we the guests? I don't know. I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> got my man Cassidy in the building. Yo, uh. the only motherfucking rapper that battles himself. Yeah. <laughs> fucking sick. Yo. My man's been consistent for the past 20 years, you know mm. what I'm saying? Dropping numerous projects, you know what I'm saying? And he caters to us, man. Motherfuckers like us that love the fucking bars. Mm-hmm. Boom, bap. It's Mr. Bars is back. You know what I'm saying? Himself, yo, Cass, what's good, brother? What's up with you, man? Thanks for having oh, me, boy. Thank, thank you for that beautiful introduction, you know what I'm saying? Um, nah, thanks for having me, man. Nah, definitely, man. Listen, it made my job easier, for real. <laughs> well, really... <laughs> Really, I'm hosting the show today, so I'm having y'all, man. Well, you know right. what I mean? I'm the host, y'all, my guest, man. So I welcome y'all to my show, man. Hip Hop Advocate Show, man. That's what's up, man. Yo, this is a legendary moment right now. Uh, you being here with us, like, like we said on off camera, we cater to the boom bap. We also love the, you know, the young, the young vibe as well. But man, we love them bars. We love the lyrics. That's what we really look forward to. You remember back in the day when you opened the CD and it had the lyrics, mm-hmm. and the little oh, pamphlet, man, the yeah. booklet? You know, that's what we we were studying, doing our homework, and that's what that's what we love, man. For real, damn, we got we got a math test tomorrow. Now, nah, now nah, we gotta study this shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but before the game went digital, was, grabbing hard man. copies. Yeah, man, real yeah. albums. So, yeah. okay, so let, let, let's set it off, man. I usually ask people like how they started and everything, but I know everybody knows you. They know how you started. So I want to ask you a more specific question. When do you fall in love with the game? Um, I born, I was born in love with hip hop, mm, like far man. back as I can remember. Like far as my memory could go back, I always remember me liking rap music. But in the fourth grade is when I decided I was going to be a professional rapper. Wow, wow. shit. You wrote, you wrote your first rap, right? For, uh, it was a fire prevention rap. Yeah, I remember I saw it, and you and you actually spit it. Yeah, like you remember that shit. I couldn't. I can't remember my first rap. Yeah, that. <laughs> that's you know, crazy. That was, a, that was a um, mind you, mind you, mental moment. Like mm. that was like a life changing moment. So, it's probably why I remembered it. Yeah, yeah. You still remember it? Yeah, yeah. yeah no, spit, he spit, spit it. He spit. spit it. What is it? Eight bars? Spit it right now. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's a, I don't. I don't know how many bars it is, but. I don't really want to spit it because it's my first rap, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, nah, but I mean, it was, was dope though. It was, it was dope, dope. dope for it for it to be my first rap and for me to be in the fourth grade. But 
I don't want people to get it confused and get it mixed up with that's how nah, I'm nah, they know. <laughs> it's on the interview somewhere. I saw it. Yeah, so. yeah, they know. You better <laughs> you gotta do your research, basically. That's what he's saying. Cause he ain't gonna do it right now. Uh-huh. <laughs> fire, fire. And Figs, I know you always uh you was wondering this. We've been talking about it. How you how you came up with your how you came up with your rap name? Mm. Well, originally my rap name was Little Sharp. I was in a group called LSD, Lyrically Sharp and Dangerous. Mm. Me and a kid named uh, Lucky. And um, we had started a group, a two-man group back in the day when we was kids. And um, I my name is Bars. That's my real name, Barry Adrian Reese. So mm. people in the hood used to call me B. And in Philly, we used the terminology, the ball. So, you know what I mean? You would be the ball rup. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You would be the ball Dela. You would be the ball Figs. Like, that's <laughs> how we talk. So, I had a manager, William Hart, the lead singer of the Delphonics. He was, like, managing me when I was super young. And he had a, a son that worked at the radio station and told me about this cypher that they was having on the radio. Told me I need to enter the competition. So, um, I listened to the radio one time, heard it, how it went down, and I called the next day. But this back in the day when you call the radio stations, the the number be busy all the time. Yeah, I remember yeah, you that. never get through. And then yeah. if it finally start ringing, it'd just ring forever. So I finally got a ring, <laughs> but it just kept ringing forever, ringing forever. And I'm just on the phone for so long that I'm I'm about to hang up. And right when I'm like thinking I'm about to hang up, they just picked it up. One of three pronoun who this? Oh, so it's like caught wow. yeah. me off guard. <laughs> so I'm like the boy B. That wasn't my rap name, but that was my name. Like, I'm like, the Bull B. And they, they recorded that. And they was like, tonight on the Cypher, we got the Bull B. Oh, and they shit. played me saying that. Oh, so after that, I just was the Bull B. You know what I mean? And then I needed the, um, like, Cassidy was my last name. My name was B. Cassidy, like B. Cassidy. And... In the beginning, I used to say rhymes like it's B-Cast, known for the chrome and the ski mask. I'm so dope, I should get thrown in the rehab. Like, yeah. <laughs> But you know, people be lazy, man. Now when it was too long, B-Cassidy or B-Cassidy and all that was just too much. So eventually people just start calling me Cassidy. Then they shortened that to Cass. So yeah. it's like that became my first name because that's what people start I mean, addressing me by. So Cassidy really was my last name, but oh, you know what I mean. Yeah. People started addressing me as Cassidy. My label, um, my first like couple of records, I was out as B Cassidy, but eventually they just cut that off, and I just became yeah, Cass- Cassidy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense, man. That's what's up. Shit. All right, but you started as um. As a, as battling, right? He was a battle rapper. Oh, and the Cassidy name came to me in a dream, like, as the last name. Like, you know what I'm saying? It was already, like, a Butch Cassidy. Mm. My name was already B. And just, um... Oh, that makes... Yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Then, like, Grandmaster Cass, and it's just, like, a lot of just... It just sounded good to me. And it came to me, like, in a dream, like, B. Cass just woke up like that. And, like, that's fire. An epiphany moment. Just ran with it. Yeah, yeah, nah, it makes sense, man. Thank God you you caught that in the dream, you know what I mean? <laughs> Shit. Yo, so you started as a battle rapper? You was battling? Nah. Yeah, like, 
a lot of people get names from other people, but I name myself. Like, it just, you know what I'm saying, came to me. But I ain't start off battle rapping. Like I told you, I started rapping in the fourth grade. So I wasn't battling yet. You know what I'm saying? I was like really just trying to perfect my craft and get better. So I wasn't battling at that point. But once I felt like I was nice enough to battle, I was battling. Mm. To the game. But even before music, before I decided I wanted to rap, I always had a battle mentality. Mm-hmm. Like, always been competitive. You want to outdo Always the next been man. a sore loser. I don't like to lose. Like, I don't like <laughs> niggas to be able to beat me. I don't like niggas to be able to outsmart me. Damn, you wouldn't you wouldn't do good in this era with the participation trophies and shit. Everybody gets a trophy and yeah, you wouldn't like that now. Everybody gets a damn trophy now, right? Because they don't want they call it what is it? Uh, male toxic masculinity. Yeah, to- yeah, masculinity. Yeah, yeah, masculinity. Yeah, we're not doing that, man. <laughs> so I, what I wanted to ask you um was take it back to <clears throat> back in the day. You were signed to Full Surface in 2001, and and I want to say you were the first one to be signed to that. Was it a lot of pressure being the first person, the first MC to be signed? Well, I signed the Rough Riders first mm. in 99. I was 17, so I signed to them first, and that's how I got my relationship with Swiss. With Scott. Swiss. Oh, okay. You know, he start, you know dealing with me because I was going crazy like battling and spitting crazy and he was producing crazy at the time like you know what I mean so that's how we started to come together and he wanted to start his own production company but he needed an artist I was in a three man group Larceny family signed the Rough Riders but he wanted me as a solo artist Mm. and I was originally a solo artist anyway like I told you earlier I was in that group LSD when I was young but that was like a little we was like super young and like playing. We Kid wasn't shit. like serious. Shit. Yeah. After that, I just went solo and just was always doing my thing by myself. So that battle competition on the radio, I told you I was entering. I started winning that for months and months at a time. I was a solo artist. But when I got the opportunity to go see the Rough Riders and they was going to offer me a deal or offer me some type of situation, I just bought two of my homies from the city with me and told them to act like we a group. <laughs> and we might get a deal so that's how we did it and we started the group and came up with the name larceny after the meeting that we had after we went in there and act like a group they respected us and they liked us as a group so after that we came up with the name and just started a group together Should worked out but we were signed to rough riders for a few years and swiss yeah. wanted me as a solo artist so that's how we started the new production company it was new i was the first it was just started when, you know what I mean, when you heard about me being on there. like, And he had other artists that he was working with, like Young One, Lado, Kima. Um, it was other artists that, you know, he was thinking about working with, but that never panned out. I was the only one that really came out. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. And, th- and here's my other question that I think it will help these new up-and-coming rappers that, that don't know too much about the business side of things. So that deal was a production deal, but you also had a, you also were signed to J Records. Yeah, that was the label deal. Label like, deal. see, people think when you get a production deal that- Yeah, what's the difference? Your own, just, right? Everything is just taken care of, but that's not how it worked. Like, production company is just, um, 
responsible for producing the music, just putting the music together. Making it. Like A&R type yeah. of shit. Yeah, and depending on how the contract worked out, they is responsible to bring certain things to the table. But most of the time in the contract, they say they're going to get, you know, major support from labels. They're going to get they artists a deal after a certain period of time. So the budgets, the money that you need to be a successful artist, radio budgets, marketing and promotion. Back in the day when you said you was buying them CDs with the shit yeah, in there, you needed booklet. money to do that. You know what I mean? Each of them CDs was costing like 2 $3 a CD. So if you wanted to go platinum, you needed 2 $3 million up front to get the CDs printed up. Wow. So all that money... Is coming from the majors, and that's why niggas needed record deals because they ain't had that type of money to spend on themselves. And the publishing company is like the in between man, like you know, the publishing company could they like established and developed enough to talk to the majors, and they like still, um, they be artists or producers or people that's in the business so they could talk to up and coming artists and put the pieces of the puzzle together. Mm. The check cutters don't necessarily got to deal directly with the artists. It's like the production company is like the in between, man. Okay, okay. Kind of like a distro kid now. Like, you know what I mean? They, they, they're the middleman for the artists and the labels now is like Spotify, Apple. So, you know what I mean? Like, kind of, sort of. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, the business, the business side is crazy. It's a lot of layers. A lot of layers. A lot of layers. That, that's great knowledge for the people who's coming up right now. Because back in the day, we thought that, you remember us making music, we was like, yo, our music's going to speak for itself. <laughs> you know, we don't need a deal, that type of <laughs> shit. But it, that's not true, man. Nah, you need man. a team. And I see you got your team. You got a strong team everywhere you yeah, go. Yeah, like you got if you team. look at um any of the big labels that you like from back in the day, you'll see that the artists have deals through, the ma- through different majors. Like, um... Even when I was signed to Rough Riders and DMX was alive, rest in peace. Rest in peace. Like, you know what I'm saying? I think he had, like, deals through Def Jam. So he was Def Jam and Rough Riders at the same time. Yeah. So Rough Riders was his production company, but Def Jam was his label. Right, right. But at the same time, you know, you might have Eve, and she might be Rough Riders, but she might be at Interscope or something. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So she Rough Riders is still her production company, just like DMX, but they both got different distribution. They with different labels. You know what I mean, I see that. Okay, okay. that's crazy. I never thought like, cause I always so y- y'all were as as Larceny, y'all were in one of the compilation Rough Rider albums, right? Y'all have records on. Yeah, them. actually two of them, Volume Two and Volume and Three. Volume Three as the group. Yeah. Not not just you, not just Cass. Well, on volume two, it was an actual song, a group song, and mm-hmm. Young One was on the chorus, and um, all of us rapped on that one. That's crazy. And I never on volume that. three, it was like a cipher type of song. It was like a bunch of artists, um, Lotto, Rockstar, J Hood, Shiz Lansky from my group. Mm-hmm. One of the dudes from my group was on that song yeah. with me, but it was like one of them type of joints. And Styles P was like, um doing the intro and uh he was doing the talking in between the verses of us rapping like hyping us up telling telling the world that we next so that was the one on volume three so i was on those two dope man that's that's crazy yeah that that. that was the first like music i actually got to put out like you know like professionally like yeah professionally yeah like those was the first 
sometimes I actually like did something big. And then the next step um was the big business record. That was after I got with Swiss. He started the production company and he started to like, you know, figure out ways to make me pop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he put me on the song Big Business. That had Ronald Osley, Puff Daddy, Snoop Dogg, Baby, and Jadakiss. That's dope, And man. me. Yeah. So yeah. I was like the new cat. I ain't had nothing out. I ain't sell no record yet. Wow. I was like the new kid on the block with all of these people that's already legends already. Yeah, yeah. established all Yeah, man. Through the little alley-oop right there. That was wow. super dope. Super dope, man. Cause and the way I came off, I like made an impression like my first time around because I knew I had to being on the song with them type of people and in that predicament and even Swiss was telling me like yo you gotta (laughs) nigga (laughs) come with with the best shit you ever did right now nigga if you want (laughs) and too like I was so like in battle mode and so grimy that you know that's like a different type of record like you know what I mean you got Ronald Ozzy singing on it it ain't that hard so I can't really I can't really yeah, well, like man. go too hard. I can't be yeah, like well, too. Man, <laughs> Ron, I mean, Ron Isley got some joints. I mean, he did some shit with Mob Deep around that time too on on the infamous album, Infamy, yeah. the Infamy album. Yeah, that was a dope ass track, motherfucker. Now I'm yeah. not saying he can't get get <laughs> grimy. I'm just saying like that was the record was big business. It was like trying to be commercial. It was a single. Like they ain't, mm-hmm. I couldn't go too hard. No, no, I still yeah. had to make an impression. So that's why the first two lines was I got a large house, a dog house in my backyard. Yeah. And even my dog house got a backyard. Oof. Yeah. The first yeah. mm-hmm. Wow, wow. And that was so long ago, like 20 years ago. And when I say it, it's like people still remember it. Like it's a chorus or like a hit mm-hmm. record, just that one part. Because it's like a staple in hip hop. Yeah, that was a legendary fucking line. Yeah, nah, nah. You had them punchlines, man. You still got them punchlines. And at that point, at that time, in that 2000-ish, you know, early 2000s, it was kind of dying off. It was going more commercial. But even though you were on commercial tracks, you still had them bars. bars. And the metaphors and the similes mm-hmm. and all that. Yeah, so, sure. You know what I mean? Like, yo, that shit never, you never, it never dwindled. You never, like, say, yo, I'm going to go straight commercial. I'm mean, this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna be a ladies' man now for sure, for hundred percent sure. It wasn't that. So now that had a lot to do with the business too. Like at that time I was signed to a major. And I was signed to J Records. That's Clive Davis. That was his label at the time. Under Sony. So it was like the type of music that they wanted was like top forty music. That was like mainly like a pop label. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So they wasn't used to like dealing with like super hardcore rappers. They was used to dealing with like mega stars. Mm-hmm. So if you was a mega star, it's easier for them to work you. You like trying to be in the streets is more difficult. Yeah, yeah. You, you know gotta I mean? you gotta be able to blend in. And you know, some some labels might have did better with street hard rappers like Def Jam. Like loud if you was records. at Def Jam or something like that, they know what to do with that. They used to that, but J Records was more like you know, a different type of label. So I had to come with big records to make it make sense. And that's mm-hmm. why I came with records like Hotel, Get No Better for the ladies and they was commercial. But I ain't feel as though they all the way represented me as an MC. No, no, you had you had some hardcore songs sprinkled throughout the album. 
So it wasn't just that. The whole album wasn't just for the ladies. Yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? That's what makes an album great. But people don't know. Like, you know, you get, you you start to build the core audience that might know. But everybody don't listen to old albums. Everybody yeah. don't really dissect albums, even if they do. We do. The main thing be the <laughs> single. Like, what you put out in their face is what they judge you by. Whatever the single is, that's what they feel like the whole album is. Like, that's the vibe. Like, you know what I mean? You got so. you call slack for that? Like, yo, yo, look at the cash trying to get all, all lubby-dubby and shit. And. <laughs> mm. Nah, I think I did it in a dope way where it was like, nobody ain't have nothing really negative to say. Nah, I just felt that I wasn't giving off the right impression. I just felt like the way people thought I was, they just thought I was like a poppy top 40 mm. soft type of rapper. Like, you know what I'm saying? And that's not... The ones that didn't know. The ones that didn't know. That's not like all I represent. Like, you know what I'm saying? And even those songs wasn't intended to be like that. They just push like that. But that's like really me. Like the hotel, get no better. All that was me at the time. Yeah, yeah. So. Now you was having fun, man. Balling, you could tell man. you was having fun. Yeah. You smashing and dashing, baby. <laughs> you smashing and dashing. Yeah, that was me at the time. So I was like. <laughs> but, you know, it's so many people in the world that like music and like artists for different reasons yeah. mm-hmm. that it'd be difficult to please everybody at the same time. And that's why you got to come up with strategies, game plans, and try it, to this like, This is subjective. You know, Our music is subjective, especially hip-hop. It, there's more critics than artists, if you think about it. Everybody's a fucking critic. Everybody. Everybody especially got now on the internet. Everyone's a fucking critic, right? They, they got the power to just say whatever they want. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You read comments? I know you read fucking comments and shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nah, I mean that's dope that everybody a critic now because that seem that that show you that more people is in tune. Like in order to criticize something, you gotta know something about it. Mm-hmm. So rap's so huge now and that it's in everybody's face. Like you can't get away from it. Yeah. Like you don't all gotta listen to the same stuff or be in the same bag, but some way somehow rap gonna be like you know what I'm saying. Or, in your life somehow, some way, you can't get away from it. You can't. So now everybody feel like they could be critics, even if they're not informed enough to criticize. Like with these platforms, social media, people yeah. still going to say stuff. They don't got to have information. They don't no. got to know a lot. They could just say shit. They're not authorized to, to comment. And they, <laughs> but everyone has, you know, they kind of are. Everybody right? got an opinion. Man. And everybody's buying blue checks, so they're authorized got, now. Oh, to, <laughs> man. They certified and shit. Sure. That's crazy, but yeah. So that first album, man, that split personality, man. Let's get into that, right? We've been talking about it. Ooh, you know that. what I'm saying? Uh, you know, you got the hotel. That's a smash. People still, yo, people play that to this day. You know what I'm saying? I heard that at a wedding the other day. You know what I'm saying? The hotel was right there. You know what I mean? I'm trying to cops in. <laughs> not me, not me. I'm married, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but um, word, word. fucking uh, that's that's your baby right there, right? First album, is, I feel like this is like somebody's baby. Put a lot of work into it, and you'll never he's, forget. But you heard what he said. He said he he felt like he, that didn't represent him all the way. Nah, 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 not nah. The, the first album, all the albums represent me. You know what I'm saying? It's just the direction that we went in with, like representing the album. Like you know what I mean? Singles is important. That's what people think. Like like you said, I had a bunch of records on my first album. Hard shit. Conscious shit, deep Conscious shit. shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, that was the formula, shit. though. It was all type of shit on that album. So, you know what I mean? It represented me the right way. 
but just the first two singles was just hotel and get no better for the ladies it ain't i ain't going none of them other directions that was on the album i just went in one but that was that was the album formula back in the day um yeah you gotta you gotta have a like a club record you gotta have a a a, you know a love track for this for this for the women and then you have a hard track that was the album formula back then right and you had you pretty much covered that with the singles that the way they put them out from that album you know, it covered each each one of those categories. Like, you know, it checked off each one on of those boxes. The, on the, the business side, you know, people that's investing the money might feel that way because they go by statistics. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if this worked before, if this, single, this, and this worked, then that's how we do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And But I don't think on the culture side, that's what you got to do. No, no, I'm the, no, on the no, culture not, but that was the business. No that's what I'm rules. talking about. That was the business side of it. Yeah. I just think, like, Club records was easier to work. Mm-hmm. That's why they wanted to come with them first. You know what I mean? It's like less of an investment with a club record. You could get it to the mix show DJs. You could get it to the clubs. You could test it out easier than any other record. Mm-hmm. Like maybe girl records or like radio records that take money. It take money to put it on a radio. Yeah. To make it a radio record, you got to hear it on a radio. That's re- That requires budgets. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? To work certain type of records... It requires budgets, you know what I mean? Even to work harder records or more street records with cursing or certain type of topics might be more difficult for for program directors and radio stations to want to pick it up. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So that's the reason why these labels be saying you need certain type of records. Yeah. But that's not necessarily what the fans want, Mm-mm. you know what I'm saying? Like, that's just... They know that that'll... The best that'll, way for them to do business. Yeah, that'll know? catch the masses more that way. It's all about numbers at the end of the day, and, and that was dope. That was ill. You said that like a, a club record, right? The best way to test it is play it live at a fucking club and see if the people you, you're gonna see the crowd and see how they vibe into it. Yeah. And everybody's like, everybody start going to a bar and niggas ain't even bopping their head to it or or dancing to it. You already know like that's just a dud. You know? but, but at that time too, <laughs> there was radio programming too. You had that radio smash. They already heard that on the radio. Once they played on the on the in the club, everybody was already in tune. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You program, baby. You program. But that hard. I'm telling you, you got a lot of hard shit on, on that. No, album. that shit with Kiss. Appreciate right? you. that track with Kiss. No, no, that conscious shit with with the skit with the, the kid. Con- yo, yeah, yeah. turn that shit over. His pops. Back against the wall. Back against the wall. That was TD negotiator. That was. Swiss pop. Mm. Yeah, he was my manager at that time. At that time. That was him talking on that schedule. Oh shit. <laughs> Drop the jewel right now. We, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. But now that was Swiss on the um he was the, he was the Aki, right? He was making you the sandwich and all that. That was Swiss. And that's something that my man Swiss is hilarious, man. Yeah, he's funny. That shit was hilarious, man. But something that that Della misses a lot of skits. Ooh, and you had skits on the album, you know what I'm saying? And varies all your projects. And something that he misses a lot. I would say about skits like, you could you could learn about the, your favorite rapper through their songs and what they write about, but also you could learn about them through the skits that they got a different a different angle of how they are, of mm-hmm. how they it showed your life. it showed your character. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Like, yo, you could oh, be shit. like a funny dude, or you could be a serious dude, like. So I miss that shit because, man, we all need that, yo. If you're going to get to know an artist, get to know them fully. 
We don't get that no more, man. Yep. I'm sad to this day. <laughs> Little tear comes out each time. Yeah, man. But now the album had, you know what I mean, you had Snoop on the joint. Yeah, I heard that one. Styles P, Jada, you know what I mean? Legend Snoop, man. Yeah, Legend Snoop. Damn, we got to talk about Legends. Styles. What you think, Bobby? What you think, Bobby? Is that time? I think it's time. So, yo, guys, mm. every time we got somebody on the show, we always wonder the same thing. Like, if they had any influences or they were inspired by different people in their life to do what they love to do. So I think it's time, guys. Yo, it's time for Cass's top five. Greatest, greatest of all time. Check it out, y'all. Giving y'all the best. As we go a little something like this. Like I told you, William Hart, the lead singer of the Delphonics, used to manage me. That was my inspiration. You know what I'm saying? Um, the stylistics, they took me on tour when I was a kid. My mom had a relationship oh, wow. with um, the music coordinator of the stylistics. They took me on tour on the tour bus backstage. I got to see them shut it down when I was super young. Mm. So that was inspiration. Um, you know, like you said, Al Green, people like Marvin Gaye, Teddy yeah. Pendergrass, like yeah. The Temptations, like Smokey Robinson, like one of the best writers ever. So he like super inspiration. Mm -hmm. Like even people like Tony, 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 like that group is like retarded. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like um, R. Kelly pin, like how he writing all them songs and just coming up, he was an inspiration. Mm -hmm. He's one of the greatest. Like Michael Jackson, a super inspiration. Like Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder. (laughs) Met him before, like, you know what I'm saying? And he actually knew who I was. So I was so fucked up by that. Like, damn, Stevie Wonder. Yo, they say that he's not blind. Like he could see. People bugging out. I know he knew who I was, and I ain't. And you didn't even say him. nothing, right? You, you didn't probably. say who he was. Now I said, I said something. I was like, I was starting my sentence about to tell him who I am, and he like Cassidy. Oh shit! Like what? he already knew. Wow. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I I ain't gonna sit here and go with y'all and say he not blind, but nah, he is. He is. I seen this shit. That nigga. Oh man. He blind eye. Nah, that nigga Angel though. He like he's dope, man. I don't know how like. Niggas that can even see can't even really tell this everybody like that. Like, he just yeah. knew it was me. Like, he knew it like a lot about me. That nigga's super ears are informed. sharp, though. You think about his ears are man sharp. So his senses. And that nigga, mm-hmm. music, man. He could play, like, every instrument. He yeah. could write super dope songs. Like, like a genius. Yeah. Inspiration. Yeah. That's um, amazing. Yeah. Then, like, on the rap tip, it's like, um inspirations like you know what i mean like big daddy kane and rock kim and g rapping mm. krs and wow. you know what i mean and law finesse and um kid and play like kid you mean it. super inspiration kid and play corona the hearse cool c you know what i'm saying um the glamorous life that song like It's like so many inspirations that I got, man. It's like I could just be naming forever. And that's just still old school. I ain't even get to like the new one. Yeah, like yeah later, like, later, later in life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like Nas, um, Deluxe, mm-hmm. DMX, like Biggie, Pop. Even like um, Shock G, like in Humpty Hump, like when uh, like when Humpty Hump came out. Like y'all gotta yeah. listen to these records, man. He's like life's changing. Mm-hmm. Yeah records in my life man 
even people like D Nice. My name is D Nice. D Nice, yeah. My my my, my name is D Nice. <laughs> like him and special ed, like them niggas like yeah. young boys fly and still talking that shit. Like they like yeah, inspiration to me. Yeah. I could be naming forever, man. Inspiration people Damn. inspire me for different reasons, man. Even Chris Cross inspired me. They were super young, yeah, doing yeah. their thing, popping shit, and all they Jones was diss records. People mm. don't even know. Like, don't compare us to another bad little fad. They said another bad because another bad creation. They was dissing ABC every time, and and they used to wear their clothes inside out. So, it's like, everything is to the back with a little slack because inside out is wiggity 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 right. whack like they dissing niggas on every yeah. song but because they kids you're not yeah. even in they're not even realizing that you grew up off just kids dissing each other every record yeah. i'm like crazy. in it though i'm like yo that I never is knew that. crazy I never caught that. these yeah. little niggas carrying it they like bosses already and they talking that shit what, like what? and they not trying to let no other kid rock like i like that energy i'm on that tight time so i'm like yo like yeah, inspiration, man. Yeah, they, they, but guys, hold up, hold up. Let, let's yo, we can talk. We can talk <laughs> about this shit all yeah, day. Yeah, let, let's switch it up. Let's switch it up. <laughs> so, Kaz, I, um, off off camera, I told you I had a few pictures of you, and um, I want you just to explain to the people what you're doing in these pictures. Oof, we went, we went deep. Yeah, yeah. We're kind of yeah. stalk mode and shit. We're stalking you, seeing what you're doing. Um, Moving and and right now, this is what we like to call. Searching for cast. All right, I'm gonna talk about this right here. Oh, next yeah. day air, baby. Yeah, that's next day air. Yeah. Um, they need to get in your truck ASAP. <laughs> Actually, this was a, this was like a, a lit time for me. Mm. You know, I had um some of my homies like AR Ab and Muck. Like they was like two of my homies, so they got to get in the movie and get in the scene and be like in the movies. Mm-hmm. That's you know dope. Uh, that was a good movie. <laughs> that shit's funny. And as fuck. you know, he been acting since he was a kid. Like you know what I'm saying, doing all type of crazy shit. So for me to be in the scene with him, mm-hmm. and then just Benny Boone is from Philly. Um, directed the I'm a Hustler video, mm-hmm. so Big he called Philly? me. I didn't know he was from Philly. Oh shit! Yeah, so he called me out to do this movie. After he did the, you know what I mean, I'm a hustler video. Yeah. And, you know what I mean? So on top of him being from Philly and being a director and him doing this movie like this and so a lot of getting movie, the chance to act, it was a big moment for me. Like I had fun. What where was that at? That that scene? Was that actually in Philly? That that Nah, it was in Cali. It was in Cali? Oh, yeah, shit. I think uh. it was in Cali, yeah. <laughs> and most Def was in that one too. That that the movie. Yeah, nah, that movie was yeah, movie that movie hilarious. So I perhaps Mike Epps, Mike Epps in it too. Mike Epps, yeah. funny ass dude, man. So a few weeks back, we had um, we had Mouse from Euphoria on the show, <clears throat> and we was wondering, do you would you ever consider yourself going back into acting? Yeah, I want to. Yeah, I want to do some more acting real soon. Cause I had fun. It was like, it you was dope. Yourself. You being yeah. yourself, pretty much. Not. Mm-hmm. I don't want to keep being myself, but it was. I liked on it, you know what I'm saying? But I want to, I know it's not a joke. It's like, it's serious. So, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I want to take it serious. I don't want to disrespect the people that act already just because yeah, yeah. I rap or I'm cast. Try you to jump in their field and I'm not really prepared enough. Yeah, like, I see a lot of people doing that. 
So I definitely want to take it more serious, you know what I'm saying, and get on my job. But I have fun. As far as, like, like most of that scene, like, I rewrote. Like, the script wasn't like that. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of the stuff that was supposed to happen in the script wasn't like that. But I started changing shit around to make it seem more realistic and be more funny. Yeah, yeah. And they started accepting it. And that was crazy to me. Like, when I'm making suggestions and they actually letting me do it and change it and rewrite it and do it how I want to do it. <laughs> And then for me to be able to remember remember a script is like so easy because like remembering my raps. Like and remember, yeah, remembering your rhymes. And even mm. like with doing drops, like yo, do a drop for this show and do this. And you gotta remember, you know, I did that so much in my life that to see a script and remember it and not even have to say it line for line. Like you could freestyle. Mm-hmm. What you can't do and when you're remembering your raps, you have to say it. Line for line, like how you actually wrote it. Yeah, yeah. But in movies, long as you in the direction and it's all going according to plan, you can, like, you got you got space. So that's what I like about it. It's yeah. like it's super fun. The list certain shit slide right. Like, oh, that shit was dope. Keep it. Yeah, keep no. It. If it's good, they gonna keep it. How many times y'all shot that that scene? Yeah, it's just easy for me to memorize scripts. Like memorize scripts is, is easy for me. Maybe yeah. while more easier than me than for the average person because that's all I do is memorize words all the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's the advantage I have. So when I go do and take it more serious, I think I probably do a good yeah, job. Yeah, no, yeah, that shit. All right, guys, let's move on to the next one here. Talk about this joint. This is a, a still from the video. Yeah, that's the what if video. Um, I went like. Like uh, yo, that's a movie anime. right there, pretty much. Yeah, we like bought six the minutes. Like <laughs> six <laughs> minutes, bro. That shit was fire. Short like, film was a short, film. short film. Like you talk about a lot, a lot of stuff, bro. Yeah, yeah, but we got um. <clears throat> I felt like this the times we in like with avatars and characters and video games and like you know what I'm saying, <clears throat> that whole vibe. So, um, and a lot of the things that I was talking about in the song. I wouldn't have necessarily been able to do for real. Mm. So animate the movie out, the animate the video out like that. I thought it'd be perfect. So you know, That's I got with the right of. got with the right dudes. Chris Crab set me up with the right people. We put it together, and um, I'm happy with it. I, I I like that video a lot. Official man, official. Talk about this right here, man. This is. This is legendary too, man. I'm a hustler video. Yeah. Oof. Um, we shot that in Philadelphia. I just mentioned Benny Boone was the director that Swiss next to me, the producer of the record. And that's me like selling the boy some bars. Like I think the boy trying to be a rapper, trying to get nice, and he about to buy some bars off me. So you see I got the book in my hand, about to pass it <laughs> off to him, and he about to give me some paper to get nice. So it's basically me ghostwriting, just another form of hustling. Like it looked like it's probably about to be a drug sale or something like that, but really it's just me selling the bull bars. Like That's what this song represents. Just trying to get to it, no matter how you get to yep. it. Like it's not about drug dealing. It's nah. about it's about the hustle, the everyday hustle. And just grinding and just mm-hmm. you know, you know, sticking to it, putting the time in as required to be successful at what you do. Yeah, anyway. that's a timeless song. That song is gonna be around for. 50 yeah. years from now. 50 years. And you... I, I know 100 years from now. You you ghostwriter too? I know you ghostwriting for a lot of motherfuckers. I know you can't name motherfuckers, <laughs> but... Um, 
that's a hustle right there. That's a, that's a part of the game that a lot of artists they 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 drive to. They be like, Yo, you know what? I don't have to be in front of the camera so much. I can just go straight. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I can go straight albums if I want or whatever, and get to the bag in that form. Yeah, because a lot of stars or a lot of rappers that you think is stars can't really rap. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I heard that. If they can, <laughs> they can't do it consistently. Like, right, you know what I mean? Right. If you're required to just keep rapping and doing it all over and over again and still have to perform and have a family and travel and yeah. do stuff, it's like be difficult for a lot of rappers to keep up with that. Mm-hmm. Same thing with comedians. Like some of the funniest comedians don't even be writing their own jokes. They got a whole team. Yeah. That's putting together jokes and they'll take the ones that they think funny and go out there and say it. And you like, yo, that nigga's so funny. Uh-huh. Kevin Hart, right? He has a whole team. You know, oh, yeah, yeah, Philly mate. You know, yeah, I mean, I just know that's how it go for most of the time. When you see success, it be just like a team. It just be like a bunch yeah. of people that play parts in making this successful. That's why it is like that. Yeah, yeah. And it's rare you see somebody like me that's capable of doing shit from the muscle. Mm. Like you know what I mean? It's like it's hard to find that. I just know that that bar that you said, um, you made it a hot line. I made it a hot song. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was murderous, bro. That's that's um, that was like a Jay Z line that I because Jay Z was sampled on the record and he used that against y'all favorite rapper yeah, Nas. Nas. Yeah, Nas. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, Nas, like, my inspiration. I was working with Nas at that time on records and shit like that. And But I'm sampling Jay-Z, and I just battled Freeway, which is a Jay-Z artist, but he still allowed me to sample his voice. So I just thought that would just be a dope line to say. Like, it was a hot line on, if you feel them like a pimp, like them things I said, but it wasn't place the same and it don't make you feel the same as the way we sampled it and made it now like you know what i'm saying when you hear say i'm a little homie you a customer chromie got some dirt on my shoulders can you brush it off for me it's like it's hot then too but it's not the same as how i did it i made that into the whole song like you know what i'm saying that's what the song is about that one line flip flip that shit so i mean i think it was a dope way to it's very creative yeah, too. I mean, yeah, you know? be creative. That's what I was trying to do. All but right. you know, Jay Z, my inspiration too. So, <laughs> but you I mean, to have, to have to have his voice sampled on there for for his peoples and him to clear it. Yeah, that was love. Then we have Swiss Beats producing the record with Jay Z sampled on it, mm-hmm. and I'm rapping. Yeah, yeah. Like you know what I'm saying? But it just felt like when you dissed yourself, when you battled yourself, you when you said, um, he said, uh. Uh, the only reason it was hot because Jay was on it. That was crazy. I'm like, <laughs> my man's just flipping shit on himself. Uh, and probably like, yo, this is what probably people are thinking. You know what I'm saying? Like, sure. crazy, crazy. Yeah, that's a- but it was something that we started. Now you hear a bunch of people um, sampling people's voices like Jay-Z or other oh, artists yeah. like that, taking it that way and doing it. And um, I used to have people like... I'm not the first, saying I'm the first person to sample somebody's voice or something. Like people been doing that since the beginning of hip hop. But I'm talking about in that way, like the way we did it with the acapella in a current song. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Jay Z had just like dropped that song "Dirt Off My Shoulders." It wasn't like a classic or like some old Motown shit we were sampling. Right, like right. we sampling some new shit a nigga just put out and making it into another new record. 
that wasn't like really heard of but for that like you know what i'm saying no nah, no you're right you're right the way you flipped it you guys flipped it Ew. and talking about swiss and rough riders and everything we also really big dmx fans you got any like ill memories like that stand out with you and dmx yeah Can um a big time was um we did the bt award cypher is like um one of the earlier Mm, ones yeah. when they started getting people to rhyme on the awards and they brought out me dmx eve and murder mook um this is around the time when murder mook was down with rough riders and um so it was all a rough rider thing mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and i never did a record with dmx before so um I was always in the same camp and always around them at concerts and situations with them. Got the vibe off them and be inspired by them, but we never did a song together. Yeah. So that was a memorable moment because we both rapped in that cypher together. Yeah, like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? With them, side by side, like we was there vibing together and then representing the same team, Rough Riders. So that was like a super memorable moment. Well, and it was dope. Like, X, was X is the only motherfucker that... I would listen to, pray. I'm not a church going guy, but when that motherfucker, I like his even his albums or like any videos I would catch, like him just talking, like and you know actually saying a prayer, like I would actually listen. Like you would, I would listen. I would rather listen to him talk and preach than hear fucking actual preacher, you know, in a church. Nah, that's dope. It's <laughs> real now, real shit. That's dope, man. All right, let's let's move on to the next one. Um, we got a, a funny one. Rest in peace, X man. Yeah, yeah man. rest in peace. That shit hurt. That shit hurt, man. Yeah. That was their, Never, their favorite. That's the only dude. These that's the only players. dude. That's probably the only dude that I would ever probably I would have ever fanboyed over, just because I, you know, he's the one that actually got me to rap. Yeah, yeah. Ninety eight, like that's when I, you know, he, I, that's what inspired me. His first album. That's hard. Like that, that dude, man. Energy was through the roof. Yeah, yeah. I just talking about it. Got tissue. Yeah, yeah. Give me, let me hear me. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, let's nah, man, the rest in peace, man. We're gonna lighten the mood because my man Rob is about to shed a tear. Guys, you gotta talk about this one, bro. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's hard. That's hard. <laughs> that's hard. <laughs> it was in Dubai. I was out Dubai. Oh, right. that's Dubai? Uh, <laughs> I was just George. running around in the Middle East. I was like in Bahrain. Then I went to. Uh, I was in Bahrain and I went to a uh, couple places out there. I was running around the Middle East, but the last place I stopped was um, um, Dubai. Mm. And my man, he got a private zoo out there. It was closed, but he like, yo, I want to show you the animals. <laughs> but I was like running around. I had a lot to do, so. He brought them to you? <laughs> nah, I couldn't go there right away. Cause he was trying to get me to go, but we had shit to do. That's fucking but hilarious. We called him. <laughs> nah, we got with him the next day, and he like, "All right, come through, man, come through. I'm gonna uh. show you everything or whatever." Uh. So you know what I'm saying, nah, we that's... pulled up. We pulled up, like we pulled up in the car, and you know what I'm saying. He that that ape is called Georgia. It's like a famous. They got a name Georgia because it did went viral on the internet or something. Uh. But he wanted to show me like it could. Walk up to the car, it could open the door and know how to open the door and get in the car and sit down and do all that stuff. <laughs> so I ain't never seen no shit like that. So I'm like, yo, 
That's fucking hilarious. You know, man. people like, damn, you wild because it's like scary you in there with them. But it's like, yo, my nigga, I be a, in predicaments with crazy motherfuckers <laughs> all the time. <laughs> you don't know what type of time they, you don't know what they capable of doing to you. Uh, it's not like I'm the, like, in size, I'm like not the tallest or way the most. Like, I'm like a little nigga. So most of the dudes that be around me be bigger or stronger or capable of doing something to you. Mm-hmm. But it's like I be outside, so this like a once in a lifetime opportunity to do some shit like that. So why not? Like, right? like, why not take it, take advantage yeah, of the moment? Yeah. And it felt my vibe. It was like fucking with me. Like you know what I mean. <laughs> After that, we start vibing. Then I start touching it. Like we start vibing out. It start like you know what I mean. Pounding and shit. Love and yeah. shit. <laughs> then they start taking my hand and showing me around, walking me around and shit. Yeah. They smart, man. Yo, people, yo, they don't understand. They smart. So that shit was man. dope. Man. Be known. Fire, fire. All right, let's move on to the Plus, last one. Plus, it looked like, you know what I'm saying? Like, even though I know them bitches strong as hell, yo, I still know, like, with my trying to, with my survival strength and, and how quick my left hand is. <laughs> I feel like I would have had a chance. Real quick. I feel <laughs> like I would have had a chance with him, but you know. <laughs> them bears and, and all that shit they was bringing out. Them was a little like, nah, you got to stay in the cage. Like, I ain't, I don't know about that. Oh, shit. <laughs> all right, guys, so I'm going to hit you with, my, with the last one we got here. Talk about this one right here, bro. That was at a concert, I mean, at uh, the show. There's some, damn, what's the, I know his name, too, man. I'm just high. No, not Craig G, but the dude that threw the party. The event? The, the event. event? Yeah, damn, I know his name, too. Um, He gonna be mad shit. It's <laughs> all right. Yeah, but he's a good it. dude, though, and he put together this, and he got, uh, he already had booked Craig G there. I didn't know he was gonna be there, but he had got me to come perform. So this is like, we like backstage of the stage, and we just took a picture together, cause you know what I mean? Two niggas representing for the culture, we there together, so we took a picture. Mm. But that was like on the stage to the, or I don't know, like to the side of st- the stage, on the stage at the concert of the kid. It was his birthday and he was like dancing and he rapped too, so I think he was performing and there was like other people f- performing and stuff going on. So while something else was going on, we just took that picture right there. Nice, man. You, you always where you need to be, bro. And that right there, guys, is Searching for Cassidy. Mm. Guys, I know we have so much more to ask Cass, mm. but I think we're going to have to leave this for part two of this part episode, two, right? right? Yeah, it's up. For sure. Right? For real, for real. Nah, nah, definitely. definitely. Part two is where it get hot. Right? It gets hot and heavy. Hey, yo. We'll see y'all for part two. You heard? This for all my niggas that's going through the struggle that's on the grind. All my niggas that ever had the hustle to get out of dollar, this for y'all, man. Personality change, man. The kid Cassidy. This for the hood, man. I'm a hustler, I'm a, I'm a hustler, homie. I got the product, narcotics for the customers, homie. Fiends open, they be smoking like a muffler, homie. Niggas phony, so I only got a couple of homies. If you a hustler, I could I could fuck with your homie. You spend a couple bucks, I stay in touch with your homie. I get money, I get 20 a K. I got 20 strips all done, 20 a day. Hey, 
I get cake from buds of haze, I'm making dubs. They hating cuz I'm on the grind like I'm making love. When cops got the block hot like Jamaican clubs. Cop wait, wait for a drought and then make it flood. Try to take my cake, you gon' take a slug. But you can take my information if you taking drugs. Cuz I could sell raid to a bug. I'm a hustler, I could sell salt to a slug. Cuz I'm a hustler, I'm a, I'm a hustler, yeah. homie. I'm a hustler, I'm a, I'm a hustler, yeah. homie. Nigga, action, nigga, nigga, action. Yeah. Help me, nigga, action, nigga, nigga, action. Yeah. Help me, I'm a hustler, I'm a, I'm a hustler, yeah. homie. I'm a hustler, I'm a, I'm a hustler, yeah. homie. Nigga, action, nigga, nigga, action. Yeah. Help me, nigga, action. Nigga, nigga, action. Yeah. Help me, I'm a hustler, I'm a, I'm a hustler, yeah. homie. I'm a hustler, I'm a, I'm a hustler. I'm made to the game, same bro, just a new groove. I do more than just do tunes. Cause my bills coming too soon, my son gon' be too soon. Royalty checks come like once in a blue moon. But I'm getting my dough from doing shows. I made more dough on the grind and going gold. That's why I stay fly and I'm flodging on hoes. Floss is so cool in the Austin, no shoes. Just a rubber band on my wrist, no jewels. I ain't gotta prove I'm rich, I'm no fool. I know the rules and I ain't got time for it. But the nigga will shine when it's time for it. And they will hate you deal with the real cake. And they on the corner from morning till real late. I deal waiting if you bastards doubt me. I'm a hustler. Ax about, ax about. I'm a hustler, I'm a, I'm a hustler, yeah. homie. I'm a hustler, I'm a, I'm a hustler, yeah. homie. Nigga, ax, nigga, nigga, ax. Yeah. Help me, nigga, ax, nigga, nigga, ax. Yeah. Help me, I'm a hustler, I'm a, I'm a hustler, yeah. homie. I'm a hustler, I'm a, I'm a hustler, yeah. homie. Nigga, ax, nigga, nigga, ax. Yeah. Help me, nigga, ax. Nigga, nigga, action. Yeah. Help me, I'm a hustler. I'm a, I'm a hustler, yeah. homie. I'm a hustler. You got saved, don't be spinning the change In fifth grade, I was hustling my Genesis games I was dumb young, selling joint gum to my classmates On the cash chase, moving at a fast pace Never been a dummy, never did what the dummies do So I had to mill the bird before I turned 22 More money, more problems, it's true Cause the more money I make, the more problems for you Yeah, I use dude voice, props to the boy Sean He made it a hotline, I made it a hot song So stop drawing, man, you gotta respect it I'm the best Swiss, got it perfected Don't mess with C-A-S-S-I-D-Y Cause I became the best when B-I-G died The kid do it big like P-U-N Cause I'm nice like P-A-C with the P-E-N I'm a hustler, I'm a, I'm a hustler, homie. I'm a hustler, I'm a, I'm a hustler, homie. Nigga, action, nigga, nigga, action. Help me, nigga, action, nigga, nigga, action. Help me, I'm a hustler, I'm a, I'm a hustler, homie. I'm a hustler, I'm a, I'm a hustler, homie. Nigga, action, nigga, nigga, action. Help me, nigga, action, nigga, nigga, action. Help me, I'm a hustler, I'm a, I'm a hustler, homie. I'm a hustler, I'm a, I'm a hustler, homie. So baby, you can't